You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast with Darnielle Jervie Harmon. If this is your first time joining me for the podcast, here's what I'd like for you to know about me. First and foremost, I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. Second, I don't do hustle and grind. I do spirituality and systems. And you might be wondering, what in the devil is an incredible factor? And if so, I invite you to go all the way back to the very first episode of this podcast. It's aptly titled, Exactly What is the Incredible Factor? There's even a cool worksheet that I want you to do that will help you to find yours. Oh, I will likely say some things that will make you laugh, a few things that could make you cry, and definitely make you question if you are ready to leverage your incredible factor. Remember, I'm a coach, and my job is to tell you what you don't want to hear and show you what you don't want to see, all to help you to become who God created you to be. I'm so excited that you're here. This episode is powered by the fourth quarter comeback. I did an amazing free training late September that will help you to maximize the profit producing days that are left in this year. To start your journey towards making your comeback, go to darnielle.com forward slash comeback. In today's episode, well, let's just say this. Either you're going to vibe with me and love everything that I have to share, or you're going to question everything that I have to share, but either way, we are going to have this conversation. So last week, I made a post on Facebook, and the post was simple. It was a question. Are you a tither? Why or why not? 73 comments later, I've learned a lot about what people think about tithing. And so while this episode really isn't about what other people had to say about tithing, it's really about what I want to say about tithing, why I think it's important, why I think it's essential to really leveraging your incredible factor and taking your life because of your business to the next level. But what I read in those comments, and if you are you know, following me or connected with me on Facebook, I highly recommend that you go to my page and just look at the diatribe of conversation. There's a little bit of everything in there. And I know that the word tithe by itself builds up and and allows these massive emotions to show up for people. Because for most people, the word tithing is a, a, a Christian thing or a God thing or a religious thing. And I want to I want to impress upon you today in this episode that this isn't about religion at all. Now, like I said, some of you are going to love what I have to share and others of you are going to be a little ticked off with me when it's all said and done. But I want to share this with you in the hopes of helping you to open up your mind and your perspective around a core principle that governs this amazing universe that God created us to all live, move, and have our being in day in and day out. And it really does have the ability to fuel our lives. So I was first introduced to tithing as a principle for life when I was 14 years old. My Aunt Ida. Now, my grandmother, Virginia, had an older sister, Ida, and we got to go and visit with Aunt Ida probably once or twice a month. Aunt Ida was a first lady 
in a Baptist church, if you know anything about Baptist churches, then you might even be imagining the kind of woman that Aunt Ida was. But I'm going to tell you that she was not stereotypical when it comes to A, being a first lady and B, being a Baptist uh, first lady. And Ida was practical. And Ida was very real, always vulnerable and transparent with me at my young age. Like, you know, I came into my height of really spending time with her between the ages of 10 and probably around 14, 15, because then we moved and my ability to see her on a consistent basis started to change. Um, We lost my grandmother, my dad's mom, this is on my dad's side of the family, when I was around 11. And so after Nanny, that's what we called her, um, after Nanny passed, we spent even more time with Aunt Ida. Um, and, And so Aunt Ida was very vulnerable, very transparent with me as a growing young lady on many issues. And one of those that she talked to me about intently was tithing. I remember I was getting my first job. So I worked in the day and the age of working papers. I don't know if they have those anymore. (laughs) But when I was growing up at the age of 13, I could go and get a job, but I needed working papers. And I could only work so many hours after school on a school day and so many hours on the weekend and so many hours in the summer because of my age, but I was able to work. And I remember one weekend specifically going to hang out with Aunt Ida and I had just gotten my job and I was so excited. I was going to be starting the job the following week. And Aunt Ida said, listen, you need to understand about tithing. And the way that Aunt Ida taught it to me was not it wasn't from a religious, I've got my fingers in the air quotes, you can't see me, from a religious perspective, it was about practicality and living. I mean, she was one of those ladies who called the Bible basic instructions before leaving earth. I mean, you probably have heard that acronym before. And her definition of what tithing was, was just very simple. And it was something that you did and you didn't question. If you believed that there was a power, a force that was greater than you, right? And there are a lot of people who call this force lots of different things. As for me in my house, we do serve the Lord. And you guys have heard me share this before. I do subscribe to the doctrines of Christianity. And and, and I say that the doctrines of Christianity, because there are many things about religion that places God in the box. And God is all seeing, all knowing. He's omnipotent. He's omniscient. There's no way we could ever box him in. And that was on Ida's view of God. And that was the view that she downloaded into me at such a young and impressionable age. And she said, when you start making your own money, when no one else is contributing to your ability to have, you have got to take personal responsibility for the source of all that you have. And that source is God. And the way that we honor God is by giving him a tithe. I don't recall her getting specific enough to say that the tithe was 10% versus 90%. I don't remember our conversation being that deep about it. But what I do remember is that it was simple. It was what you did. And there was never a question of how you would have everything that you required giving 10% of that away. Again, not that she referenced the tithe per se. So what is tithing? Tithing is a tenth. If you go and you look up the word in the dictionary, it's going to say a tenth. And what does that mean? In terms of financials, right? It's 10% of the gross. 
in terms of your time in the week, it's 10% of your time. Like I don't believe just in tithing for the sake of tithing money. I believe in tithing in every possible way. Every part of my being tithes, right? You know, there's 168 hours in a week. So I tithe 10% of those hours, 16.8 hours to my own self-care. And that's outside of my sleeping every single day. So when I talk about tithing, again, I'm, I'm talking, to, talking to you about it from the standpoint of the principle of tithing and what it means and what it does and not necessarily the religiosity that you may have previous um, connection to, right? And in those posts on Facebook, I mean, some people were like, absolutely, I tithe. You know, 100% of it belongs to God and me getting to keep 90% is just such a great idea. And then other people were like, no, I don't tithe because I don't want to pay for a pastor's Bentley, which is totally a, the wrong motivation. And I'm going to, as we go through this time, I'm going to share a lot um, of different things with you. So let me back up um, and let me, let me tell you my first encounter with tithing. So I did start tithing at the age of 14 in starting to work and having money. I mean, I was young. I couldn't even have a bank account on my own. My dad had to be my co-signer. That's probably another episode for another day. But as it pertains to tithing, that 10% was taken out and it was given. And at that particular point in time, in full transparency, it was all given to the church because that was all that I knew, right? Today, my definition of tithing and where I uh, distribute my tithe has changed because everything is the Lord's and the fullness, or the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Let me get the scripture right for um, for those of you who are believers or, or have read, you know, the Bible text. So for me, it's been one of those things that I've just known inherently since I started making money that this is what you do, right? It's it's a unwritten rule. It is a um, the it is the way that we show that God is first in our lives, right? It's, it's tithing is, is that very real, very practical, down-to-earth way that we demonstrate that we are putting God first, that we believe in something that is greater than us, right? And, and when I say God, I'm going to insert the little asterisk. This might upset you too. If you're a staunch Christian or believer, you might feel some kind of way. Um, but let me just say this. God does not get offended, so I'm not going to get offended. Um, whether you say spirit or source or universe instead of God or in addition to God, because guess what? God is a spirit. He is the source of all things and he is the creator of the abundant universe in which we live. So he doesn't get offended. Therefore, I do not get offended by it. So I've got that little asterisk there, but tithing is the very practical way that we, we demonstrate that we have full faith and belief in God, right? And, and we trust God as the first and most important person in our lives, right? Tithing is the way that we show that. And I believe that tithing is a principle for life and for wealth and prosperity. It's one of the reasons why I loved reading Edwin Gaines's book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. And she talks about tithing being the first spiritual law. I think that tithing is really the place we start. It's not our goal. Like our goal isn't just to tithe for the sake of tithing. Our goal is to give unconditionally as much as we possibly can, because that's the way we shake the planet is through our giving, right? And we give, our tithe is not just financial. It's our time, 
right? It, it's whatever resources we have, whether they be financial or the skills and things that we bring to the table, all of that is encompassed in the tithe. Um, and, and for me, the first time that I knew the power of tithing, I was 22 years old. I was buying my first home. And it was, I don't know, maybe 600 square feet. It wasn't a huge place. It was a townhouse. It was, there was three bedrooms, but the master was decent size. And then the other two bedrooms were really nice size closets. Like I think I, I think I might've had a twin bed in one of them. And then the third one was like my office. So they were really, really small. So it wasn't a huge house, but I was, I remember at 21, I had rented for about six months coming out of college. And then I learned about the first time home buyers pro program. And so I could buy a house for less than I was paying in rent. So, you know, that was a no brainer. So I went through the process of buying a house and I got this house and I, I didn't have very much money. I was like 20, 21, 22. And so my salary coming out of college was like $19,000 a year. I think it was actually $19,700 a year. So your girl was not flossing. <laughs> she was not rolling in it by any stretch of the imagination. And I remember to buy the house, I just needed a thousand dollars down. That was all I needed was a thousand dollars. And yeah, I could save a thousand dollars. And so I did, I, I put that thousand dollars down and then the rest of my closing money came from some grant that they had for first time home buyers. And when I tell you I was tapped out, I was tapped out, but you know what I was doing is I was, I was executing the principle of tithing. It was a principle in my life. In fact, it's always been a principle in my life. And I'll be 44 in about a month or so. And it's always been a principle in my life to tithe. There's never been a point in time that I can think of that I wasn't tithing. I, I, really, I really can't because Aunt Ida said, this is what you do, right? And so that is what I did. And so anyway, I'm buying this house. I'm stretched to the limit with what I have resource wise, because I really wasn't making very much money. Um, and I had to eat and I needed a car to drive. So there wasn't really a lot left over, but I was tithing and I went through the process of purchasing this home. It was so cute. I walked in and loved it immediately. Just felt the energy there. And when I went to the house for the walkthrough, there was a refrigerator. And in the document for the sale of the home, the refrigerator was included. Now, when I got back to the house after closing and it was now mine, I had the keys, I could walk in. I'm so excited. This is my very own place before the movers were bringing my items for my rental. Listen, there was no refrigerator and your girl had no money, zero zilch, nada <laughs> to get one. And so I remember going to my dad and stepmom's house and borrowing two coolers going to the supermarket and buying some ice and getting this essentials. And I lived out of coolers for like that first week or so, five to seven days or so I lived out of coolers and then out of nowhere. Now this whole time I'm tithing, I'm at that point in time, I'm still very heavily uh, invested in a church ministry. So I'm going to church, you know, every Sunday, every Tuesday for Bible study and, all of that, and I'm tithing because I've always tithed, and um, I'm believing that it's going to all work out, right? The Bible says in Romans 8 and 28, for we know that all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose, and so I just knew it was all going to work out. My faith has not wavered very often, and so I get this call. I'm probably in the house about six or seven days at this point, and I get this phone call you know, ring, ring, ring. And I'm like, hello. And they're like, Miss Jervie, 
And I'm like, yes. And they're like, this is the Sears outlet. We've had this refrigerator here for you. When are you coming to pick it up? And I'm like, I didn't purchase any refrigerator. Oh no, it's already been taken care of. We just need you to come and get it. Well, can you deliver? No, we don't deliver. We're an outlet. We need you to get someone with a truck to deliver, to come and pick up this refrigerator. And I remember being like, okay, I don't know what just happened, but they said they got a refrigerator with my name on it. Let me find somebody with a truck to go and get this refrigerator before time runs down and they change their mind. And I remember going, got, you know, got a probably, I can't remember who it was, but you know, someone close to me with their truck, they went, we got the refrigerator, we got it in the house. And inside the refrigerator, there was a note and there was no name on it. So I still, to this day, some 20 some years later, 22 years later, don't know who, who took care of that for me. Inside of the refrigerator, there was a note. I do still have the note. Um, and it said, because of your faithfulness and always putting God first, this is our blessing to you. And I tell you, I just remember an amazing wellspring of emotion rushing over me. Like, have you ever had that happen where one minute you're sitting there and you're cool as a cucumber and the next minute your hairs are standing on end and you just feel this amazing presence over top of you? Well, that incredible one is what happened to me that day. And that solidified it for me. I've never, I can, I can tell you, even in filing bankruptcy, even in getting to the point where I didn't know how I was going to take care of everything that I was going to take care of. I never stopped tithing. Even when money was really low, I never did. I always did. It's, it's, it's so interesting to me. So how did this all come about? Why are we talking about tithing on the podcast? Well, I, I was having a conversation with a client who um, I recently in, in working with her. And one of the things I want you to know about my work is that um, I'm not just the business coach. I am really big into making sure people understand spiritual principles and how spiritual pr principles work with business growth strategy to in order in order to take their life to their next level everything, right? Um, shout out to Next Level Everything. That is our theme going into 2020. And so I was having this conversation with a client who, um, you know, just through some, some coaching and some recommendations, I suggested based on some of the things that were going on in her life that she, that she look into tithing and, you know, it was something she was familiar with that she had done in the past, but she had stopped for one reason or another. There are a lot of people out there who stop living the principles because they are a relationship with church falters. Write this down. God's principles work everywhere. Church principles only work in church. And so tithing is not a church thing. It's, it's, not a, it, it, it's a God thing, not a church thing, because I do believe that there's a difference. And so, you know, she had started tithing and she's tithing and she says that, you know, things are not, are going, obligations and needs are going unmet as a result of her tithing or or now she's questioning whether or not she should continue to tithe because she doesn't know how she's going to pay her bills. And so I, I always say this, if you are going to tithe, make sure that you're tithing from the right motivation and that you're not tithing with an expectation to get something, right? Gosh, if you, if you 
are focused on what you're going to get and not on the giving, you have missed the point. The way that you allow tithing and the power of tithing, the principle of tithing to work for you is to keep your focus on giving. You don't give with the expectation of getting it back. Because if you are just giving to get, that's not a true acknowledgement of what you've received. It's not a true understanding of who God is. There's a limit on it and it's only going to be limited. You're not going to get a full flow back if you limit the purpose of the, the giving. Does that make sense? So you want to make sure that you are only focused on the giving. And what I learned in listening to her break down what was going on is that she was doing it just because she was thinking it was going to change her situation. She was going to get more. And that is the wrong motivation. Okay. What you have to know is that God, the universe, the creator, the father of all things, he has, he has final say over how you get your return, right? There's some universal laws. I'm, I keep saying I'm going to do a podcast around it. So I will. Um, but there are lots of universal laws out there, right? And so the principle of tithing is one of those. Another universal law is the law of cause and effect or, um, and the law of compensation. They both kind of point to the whole sowing and reaping, right? You will reap what you sow. So depending upon what you're sowing is going to determine what your harvest is going to be. Well, God, he it's his prerogative to give you in any way that he wants, right? So the, the universal law that kind of speaks to that is the law of circulation. So basically what it says is that abundance is expanding at an ever-increasing rate. And so when we do certain things, we keep the flow of abundance coming, but we never know where the abundance is coming from, right? So if you, um, if you are focused on just getting for the sake of getting and expecting it from one space, then you are missing the mark on tithing. And God often gives from a different direction. Like you may tithe to, you know, institution one and you end up receiving from person three. You just never know, right? Which is why the third thing is that you have to give without any attachment to the money and how the money is used. You just have to give and, 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 and be grateful and to say thank you. How your recipient whether that's an individual or an organization, uses the funds, is totally on them. And you have to trust that because you gave, again, the earth is the Lord's, the earth is God's, and the fullness thereof, right? So if you just know that you understand the, pro, the, the principle of tithing, and that tithing is a starting point and not your goal, and it's a way that we put God first in our lives, and we're just giving constantly, we know that it is going to be used however it needs to be used, and all of that is for our good. So if you are or have been in a past a tither and you stopped for one reason or another, I want you to just do a dotted line to where you are in your life. Are you experiencing struggle and struggle that is unfounded, that you can't figure out where it's coming from? It is more than likely tied in some way to what you are sowing. If you're not sowing good, and remember, tithing isn't just financial, right? So all of the resource, all of your time, all of your energy, if it is not being sown good in good condition, it is not going to be reaped in good condition. Is that the right? Reaped? Re yeah, it's got to be reaped. <laughs> it's like it wouldn't be roped, right? 
um, it's, it's not going to be reaped in good condition. And how does this all relate to business? Well, because as I've said numerous times, you cannot have a booming business when you have a busted life. It's all interconnected. It's all congruent. What's happening in your life is going to show up in your business. If you are tithing as a life principle, it's going to show up in your business. So I recently um, re-familiarized myself with Edwin Gaines' book, The Four Spiritual Laws of Prosperity. And in so doing, I realized that although I'm always giving, giving time, giving resource, giving talent to numerous causes all of the time, I'm always tithing. I realized that I wasn't as intentional as I used to be. When I go back to the 14-year-old who learned about tithing from Aunt Ida, listen, uh, and, and the 40, almost 44-year-old woman I am today, I kind of got a little loosey-goosey. And I think that when we operate outside of intention, we have the potential to delay getting the things that it is that we are desiring. And so I made a rededication to myself into tithing um, as a principle to go back to keeping track like I used to do when I was 14 years old. And so what I did is I opened up a separate bank account and I tithe off of the top line of all of the money that comes into the business for my entire household because all of the money that we have um, in our household right now is coming through the business. My husband, as many of you know, works with me um, and, and we're starting a new business together. So he's kind of uh, moving his interest in that direction. Um, but I started tithing off the top line of the business. 100% of the 10% tithe. And um, probably about three or four weeks ago, maybe it's even been six weeks at this point, my husband, he's so cute. He's such a cutie. He, he calls me into the, the kitchen and he goes, babe, I need you to sit down. I got to share something with you. And I'm like, okay. So I sit down and uh, he hands me this envelope. And in the envelope, there's this letter and with it, there's a, a check for $1,500 attached. And he's not familiar. Like, this kind of stuff doesn't happen to him. He doesn't just get random checks in the mail for $1,500. And he's like, what? Where did this come from? And I, so I explained to him what I was doing, um, that I'm tithing for our household. And, he, and I said, and when you, when, you, you know, when you give, when you give without expectation, without anticipation of where it's coming back from, it just, it just shows up. It just shows up. And so I... I reintroduced him to the principle of tithing the way that I believe it um, because I believe that when we tithe, we're giving back to God in his abundant universe. We're giving it back to him so that he can use it however it needs to be used. I've tithed to individuals. You know, what I love about Edwin Gaines's book is she said, you tithe to the people, places, and institutions who feed you spiritually. And so I've given to, to people I've given to my clients. I've tithed to, let me say not given. I've tithed to my clients. I've tithed to random people. I've just been a perpetual giver because I believe that all that I have is because of the gifts and talents that were placed on the inside of me before I was formed in my mother's womb. And how dare I not recognize the reverence in that and give back to God first, right? And I do that no matter what, unequivocally, every single time. And as a result of that, I've never been without, even when I was bankrupt, you guys hear me, even when I didn't have money enough um, to, to, to floss and, and to have designer things, guess what? No need went unmet, even during that time, right? And if I'm being honest, although I've always been a tither, um, 
there probably have been times when I, I, I wasn't paying attention and I didn't do it to the level of specificity that I am now with the level of intention and reverence to God that I am today. And, but even then, even at bankrupt, ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly, y'all remember that episode, episode number three, ramen, noodle, ramen noodles in a dream. Even then, no need went unmet because there is a, there's power in the principle for unlocking wealth and abundance financially and spiritually. And that is what I want for you. I want for you to understand that you are not by mistake a business owner running some arbitrary business that doesn't impact and shake the planet. No, incredible one, you're not. You matter. Everything that you do matters. And that's why I want you to understand these principles and apply these principles in every area of your life so that nothing goes without. Listen, if you ever have to question who you pay, pay God, pay the abundant universe, tithe, tithe that 10%. It's amazing how the 90% stretches when you tithe the 10 and if you've ever experienced that, then here's what I want you to do. If this episode, when you go to incrediblefactorpodcast.com, I want you to leave me a comment there or on Apple or Stitcher or Google Play or any of the places that you're tuning in. If you have experienced the power of the principle of tithing in your life and in your business, will you please do me a favor and leave me a note? And here's what I want you to know for those of you who still aren't convinced that you should be tithing. Okay. You don't. I don't, I don't say anything that I say to try to move or sway you into doing anything you don't want to do. Do what you believe is best for you, but know that you are missing out on uh, the power of what you could be experiencing because you won't live this principle. This is a universal principle. Remember, God's principles, universal principles work everywhere. This is not just a church thing. This is not just a, a believer thing or a Christian thing. This is a live your best life, be all that God created you to be thing. That is what tithing is. So I'm a tither. I'm always going to be a tither. I'm always looking for places to get inspiration and, sp and fed spiritually, regardless of where those places are. And I give from a heart of abundance. I, Hezekiah Walker has this song, Grateful. He says, flowing from my heart are the issues of my heart. It's gratefulness. I give from a space of gratitude. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have tithed in the past and maybe it didn't work for you to change your come from, come from a space of gratitude and abundance and, and grace and reverence and just understanding that you get to be here because the creator of this abundant universe that we move, live in, get to have our being every single day, thought it not robbery to give you to the world in the form of your person and the work that you get to do in your business. And in that inspiration, focus on giving, giving without any expectation, be completely detached from what you're giving and how it's appropriated. Just know that God reserves the right to do whatever he wants to bless you and to bless others through your giving. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast. I'd really love to help you grow a business that funds the life you crave while doing work that shakes the planet. Get started today by applying for a discovery session with me or a member of my team at darnielle.com forward slash session. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, 
subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, you do deserve a business that funds the life you crave. Take care.